Hello, this is episode 263 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Isha Reddy. So this episode is on self-care, going back out into the world. I recorded quite a lot about self-care during COVID and during various lockdowns. And again, this is a conversation I've had with a number of people. And I've been thinking a little bit about my own self-care as well. So I think it's important to realise why you want to go back out into the world. Like, it would be very easy for me to stay in my nice cocooned bubble and also invite a lot of people up to enjoy that. And there are implications to that too. So one of my big reasons for going back out into the world is inspiration. I've made a point of going to all of the gallery spaces over the last few weeks and all of our museum spaces. You can't create in a vacuum There's also a really important concept, um, which I first read in a book called Imagine, which I'll share in the description because I can't remember the full title, is basically how creativity is formed. And there's a concept that actually traveling to a location is a really important process for us seeing differently and thinking differently. I think a lot of the time people feel that they go on holidays or they get on an airplane or a train or whatever it is. And the process of having time out is the concept that gives them the space to think differently. But it's actually the process of traveling to a different location and being in a different environment and seeing things differently on forming new sort of neuron connections in your mind. And one of the easiest ways to do this is true art and creativity. And I've just started to read a book by Grayson Perry called Playing to the Gallery, which is fantastic. And again, I'll put that in the description as well. It isn't easy to go into these spaces always for me. Like I was in one on Saturday morning. I tend to go in early. There was one particular really dysfunctional family, totally disinterested father sitting in a chair, couldn't really be arsed, frankly, looking at anything. Mother who needs time out and two children basically sort of exceedingly bored, disengaged, uninterested, sort of running around the space. I hate to say it, but there was an international family, a European family who came in And it was so different to watch their experience because the mother guided her two sons around the exhibition, pointed everything out to them, read it, explained it, made it interesting, put it in context for them. And it was a totally engaging process. I think we can't expect children to go into a gallery space and find it interesting. We have to bring it to them and engage with it. And so... Because I didn't really want to be there to study social family dynamics, what I wanted to do was to enjoy the history and to put a lot of things in context for myself I had been researching online. I found myself sticking my earphones in, ironically listening to some very Celtic music um, by Colin Mackie Moore, which again I'll share in the description as well. I really I write his music quite a lot. And it's that sense that he really taps into the essence of the heart space of the land of Ireland, and which went really in context with the exhibition. So there's an aspect of reasons why you leave and how you navigate that, and to not be afraid to create bubbles for yourself out in whatever way you need to do that. 
And obviously the other really big reason for us being out right now is to see friends and to catch up with friends. I'm still staggering them as I've explained to friends because of a number of people who are very vulnerable at the moment. I'm sorry, next door's dogs are having a bad morning, so I'm hoping it's not going to come out too much in the podcast. You know, I'm still staggering and leaving a sort of a 10-day period if I can between seeing different people. And I'm trying to only bring fully vaccinated people together with other fully vaccinated people and obviously still spend as much time outdoors as we can. And I'm lucky in this sense that I guess over the years what I've seen with my tribe is that we're now in a mutual space of energy and so I don't find it so draining to be around people. There was a time where I'll be honest a lot of my friendships were as draining as my work and so there was a whole recharge process in terms of me seeing people. That doesn't happen, well it's, it's very seldom that it happens now and I think that's another reason for me staggering it and so there's a whole process for me in self-care, in recharging myself, in meditating, in taking time out, um, in terms of healthy eating. I personally think that there's um, a correlation kind of almost in an awareness space that you get to when you become incredibly aware of your environment and also other people's emotions and that really coincides with you becoming quite sensitive as to what you put into your body. And increasingly, as I work with clients recently, I'm finding myself advising them to start to think about their diet more. And one of the packages that I'm avidly waiting is some cacao and maca from the other side of the world. And this really is my go-to elixir that keeps me really sane and really balanced. It's good both mentally and physically within my body. And I really notice when I don't get to take a high enough level product, which I can't really find in Ireland. And I may leave this and put a description to the material about it again, because I know that someone is forming a website at the moment in the background. And I'd rather share that when it comes out. So I'd rather talk about it more. But it is my go-to boost substance. There's also a big sense that when people come into my space that they find it incredibly relaxing and calming to be here. It's just really enjoyable and fluid and flowing and creative. There's a lot of different language people use to describe it, but I've had text messages from people after saying, you know, how relaxed I'm with my body for weeks, you know. And I guess what people don't realise is that there's quite a lot of effort goes into creating that space. And I do think I spoke about this during COVID. It is so important to create your space for yourself. And I have always done this. I've even done it when I was a starving student in, you know, a one bed flat in a tiny space. And I guess I'm partly lucky in that I grew up in a very, very small space. But my mother was a, a window display artist originally, and so she was incredibly conscious on in how to display things. And we were all very tidy and very neat. Didn't have a huge amount of possessions as well, so the biggest object still in my space is books. And then everything else is kind of inherited. The furniture, the often the cups and glasses, and I have a coffee table, which I've written about before, which I remember going 
and buying as a child it was our first piece of design furniture and it was such a huge deal for us to, to go and buy that I was describing that to a visitor recently that I was the same age as them when we when we eventually broke out and bought this table this little coffee table which I, I couldn't bear to part with and so there's there's an energy associated to the pieces in the space I'm hugely drawn to colour I create really non-cluttered spaces especially in my sleeping space and there's a lot that I do in terms of the moon cycles in order to cleanse and clear the energy and if you are somebody who resonates with being empathic or highly sensitive or any of those language terms it may be a good idea for you to start to research that for yourself and see what works for you but it is a process that I do like the energy does not naturally flow in a space and sit in a space well and it doesn't naturally feel calm you have to create that for for yourself and for others and I guess it also makes me very fussy about who comes to my space as well and I would spend a lot of time clearing out the energy in my office space because I work with so many people in this space and so there's a real balance for me um, in, in who I have in my environment and how I create that flow of energy. I'm very aware of it. Not everybody has found it easy to go back out into the world. And there have been various psychological conversations about this, and radio talks, and, you know, there's very little practical, as usual, practical advice. And if you have um, a child, particularly I think around the ages of 10, is a big benchmark at the moment. Between 8, eight and 10, there is a sense that everybody has a go-to comfort zone. There's a sort of people who've enjoyed lockdown. They've enjoyed the consistency of the routine. There's been those great surprises in it. They've enjoyed there being more family time. They've got into a sense of looking forward to, you know, Friday pizza night and movies together, but a certain amount of time by themselves, um, the sanctuary of their own bedroom. They quite often enjoy wake, weighted blankets and creating cocoons for themselves. And now they're, they're having to go back out into the world and they're having a certain amount of anxiety. And usually in young children, one of the, the most obvious ways of that anxiety held in your system is through nausea and stomach problems and there is an aspect at the moment I'm suggesting to people that you need to push through this we, we all have comfort zones that we go to but what I advise you to do is to sign them up for some camps that they'll enjoy topics that they find fun that they have a certain amount of independence in doing those activities that is not expected for them to necessarily be in a group, but they are in an outside environment doing something that they really enjoy. Like they can be anything from, you know, Lego camp to some sort of outdoor sports. It doesn't really matter what it is. I would suggest that they do some sleepover time with people that they know very well and trust very well, and that you sort of do that maybe once every two weeks at least for the rest of the holiday season in particular because it it's still a, a comfortable environment for them to be in but it's a change from them just staying in their own safe zone. It's gradually sort of challenging people to do things a little bit more 
and to try to be aware of them not overthinking the situation and overthinking the scenarios and the anxiety. So having a sort of, well, we're going to go to this and we're going to leave at such and such a time. It takes so much to get there and you'll only be there for so much time and I'll be back to collect you, you know, to have a kind of a plan in place so there's not an overthinking of scenarios. Because I think that the sort of anxiety that they're having is very sort of mind head-based in playing out all the scenarios that can happen in stretching themselves a bit at the moment. So they're one group of people that I have seen find the transition a little bit odd and maybe a little bit more challenging than others. But there is a sense of needing to push through it, but in a way that's still comfortable and happy and enjoyable for them. And there is, like, in many cases, they haven't spent enough time around their grandparents or their cousins or aunts and uncles and so on. And so it's really great for them to be able to do that at this stage in small doses. So it's good for everybody. It's It's been an odd season. Like, I, I won't lie. I find a lot of the people I've worked with in the last few weeks, I've even found it myself. There's a slight slowdown where people have a freedom at the moment and they don't quite know what to do with it because there's a level of uncertainty on the other side of it. And for me, I've worked very hard for the last two years in particular, but probably the last four, in fact, non-stop and worked right through the summer. So I'm forcing myself to take some time out. And I'm also forcing myself to have awareness and understanding and compassion with the people I'm working with that they're not ready to press go. So there's this sort of a holding pattern at the moment which I'm not used to in working with people. I'm used to making suggestions and moving people forward very quickly but their reality at the moment is is that no one wants to go anywhere quickly and so I think we need to have an acceptance with that. I think it's Maybe the first holiday season, certainly in the Northern Hemisphere and even in in other parts of the world at the moment where it's also school holidays, it's winter school holidays. And there's an aspect of everyone just taking a bit of time out and doing a bit of exploring and a bit of traveling and a bit of seeing relations and family and friends and not wanting to really concentrate on anything particularly life-changing or futuristic or forward motion and I'm not always as patient as I should be especially with myself I can be incredibly patient with everybody else when I'm having to be patient with myself at the moment and to take the pressure off myself and to not have this sense that I just haven't achieved enough recently because the reality in the world at the moment is that we've pressed pause 